everywhere we move And everything we talk about be barreled in the truth Roll them out, roll it up And if there's doubt, then we hold it up To the written word and we pull it up That's a little bit of bourbon in our cup And along that narrow road we stroll We take our cares up to the Lord Then kick back with my boys and chew the fat about the world So relax, put up your feet With that stogie between your teeth Speak your mind and make your speech With every line full of grace and peace Yeah uh, yeah, yeah. Everywhere we move, we move, and everything we talk about be barreled in the truth. In the truth. Yeah. Everywhere we move, and everything we talk about be barreled in the truth. Yo, what's yeah. going on, guys? Thank y'all so much for tuning in to the Barreled in Truth podcast tonight. We are excited to have you guys listening. Who's man. speaking on the mic? <laughs> Who is this? Who is what is that happening ghost? right now? <laughs> it's, been, it's been a little minute, man. Life's been going crazy for me, but a minute. Yeah, it's been a minute. I'm excited to be here with these guys, man. It's always great fellowship, hanging out and just chopping it up, talking about Jesus, drinking bourbon and smoking cigars with these fellas. So I love you guys. I appreciate y'all holding it down and speaking fire to these people in my absence. Our pleasure. Yeah, don't, <laughs> ever, don't ever do that again. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> Stop missing, man. Right, right. Yeah, he's Stop calling out. <laughs> We're going to write you up. Right. <laughs> We're going to write you up. Go and time out. We're staying in the corner, dog. to get a referral. <clears throat> But yeah, man, thank you guys so much for tuning in today. We do appreciate it, man. We couldn't do this without you. If you don't know who I am, my name is Devin. I am the worship leader at Karis Church, located in Welford, South Carolina. To my left is Chris Hall. He is Y'all. the pastor, lead pastor at Karis Church in Welford. What's up, Bishop? And then uh, Shatoria right across from me. He's the pastor of discipleship at Karis Church in Welford. And Michael, to my right, is the tech guy, both Yo. at Barreled in Truth and at the church. Karis, yep. <clears throat> That's a little, bu- little bit about who we are, if you're new here. If you're not, welcome back. We love you guys. Mm-hmm. We are currently starting a new series. Woo! We got a new series start, man. Excited for that. Um, we are starting the new series on um, the saints from the Old Testament, and we're super excited to be talking about that. It's going to be long. It's going to be good. Mm. There's a lot to say, a lot going on back then, so... I'm, I'm excited to be talking about it. As always, before we start, we're going to talk about what cigars and bourbon we're smoking. So currently, <clears throat> your boy uh, has some health problems going on, so I'm not smoking a cigar and drinking bourbon, but I'm drinking some Baja Blast from Taco Bell. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's so much more healthy. <laughs> oh, In my I, mind, I feel like the bourbon would do better. Dude, it's, it's so not. It's so bad. You got one of those? I'll drink one no. of those. I'll oh, see. At least you can drink like some 80 Dang. proof bourbon. Right? Man. <laughs> water. I mean, last time I was over here, you had a mix. I don't even think. I know oh. because somebody left it at my house. So I don't think Chris. Chris doesn't buy any bourbon that's lower than 100. I feel like. Probably not. <laughs> no. What you smoking and uh, sipping on, Chris? I am actually smoking an Opus X tonight. Um, Big ball. And I am drinking some Elijah Craig barrel proof at the moment. So Good stuff. Yeah. It's the B batch. Still mm-hmm. great. What you got, Toyo? I am enjoying a Tabernacle by Foundation, and I am smoke drinking on some Old Elk Cigar Cut, courtesy of Michael. And let me tell y'all, that's one of the best. And that's ones, what I'm bro. gonna start on now. That Cigar Cut by Old Elk mm. is gonna Dude, hit. The only, the only other one I want to try is that uh, the Specialty Blend one. You know what I'm talking about, like the Ooh, mixed blend one. Yeah, it's expensive, but I want to try that bottle. What you got, Michael? I am smoking an Opus X as well, but I am smoking <coughs> the uh, Destato Sigla. Mm. I like Fancy. that one. That one's really good. Fancy. It's a really good cigar. And I am also drinking some of the that one Old Elk Cigar Cut. Go. 
Courtesy <laughs> of myself. Yeah. Courtesy of himself. He's smoking, he's drinking the old elf. Yeah. Yeah, old elf, some good stuff. But yeah, man. So today's episode, we're starting off the series. We're kicking it off with talking about Abraham and Sarah, and it's gonna be fire. Shatorio, kick us off, bro, like you always do. Do your thing. Yeah, so we are doing a series um titled Lessons from um, Saints of the Old Testament. And I wanted the reason why I wanted us to do this this year is because, number one, for selfish reasons, I don't read the Old Testament as much as I should. And I knew this would stretch me to do that. Mm-hmm. And I thought it'd be good for all of us to be stretched in that way to, you know, become better theologians and understanding Jesus better from the Old Testament. Because mm-hmm. Jesus is in the Old Testament. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that's what kind of led me to pinning this down. Um, and so, as Devin said, we are starting with Abraham and Sarah. And there's a lot to say about Abraham and Sarah. There's a lot of lessons that we as believers can learn and apply to our own lives from the lives of Abraham and Sarah. Mm-hmm. And so... Where absolutely there's a lot of passages that we can you know start at. I'm gonna start us off in Genesis 12, and I'm just gonna read verses one through eight, and then we can kind of just dive in. Yeah, I got some stuff on Genesis 16. So, um, I'm gonna read Genesis 12 verses one through eight. So it says, "Now the Lord said to Abram, Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house." To the land that I will show you, and I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great, so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and him who dishonors you I will curse, and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So Abram went, as the Lord had told him, that should be highlighted. Yeah, without question. That we got <laughs> right. we got a camp there for we a got Yeah, like... So Abram went Mm -hmm. as the Lord told him. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to emphasize that. And Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. And Abram took Sarai, his wife, and Lot, his brother's son, and all their possessions that they had gathered and and the people that they had acquired in Haran. And they set out to go to the land of Canaan. When they came to the land of Canaan, Abram passed through the land to the place of Shechem, to the oak of Marie. At the time, the Canaanites were in the land. Then the Lord appeared to Abram and said, to your offspring, I will give you this land. So he built there an altar to the Lord who had appeared to him. From there, he moved to the hill country and on the east of Bethel, and pitched his tent with Bethel on the west and Ai on the east. And there he built an altar to the Lord and called upon the name of the Lord. And I wanted to start there because this passage wrecked me mm-hmm. for a lot of reasons. What I really love here is that God grabs hold of Abraham. Mm-hmm. And Abraham's first response is to pinch a tent Set up shop and build an altar and worship, mm-hmm. calling upon the name of the Lord. Well, it was immediate obedience. Immediate. I mean, yeah, it wasn't. You know, we don't we don't have any indication that Abraham put up a fight there. And Abraham, Abram at the time, his name was Abram. He he was a pagan, 
Correct. He was a pagan living in a land called Ur of the Chaldeans where they worshiped the moon and had all these different gods. And um, we're, we'll see later in, in Genesis 15, 6 that you and I were texting about. But, um, <clears throat> you know, when God speaks, people respond. Correct. And we, and I think it was Tozer that said that um, most Christians today, and I'm, I'm, this is the Chris Ghetto version of what Tozer was saying, but uh, most Christians today don't hear the voice of the Lord because they've already decided they're not going to do what he says anyway. Oh, and, my, you, know, my, my. you think about, you know, this is right, this is not right after, but it, 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 chronologically there in, in the Genesis, in Genesis 11, we have the Tower of Babel. Mm-hmm. And then we see immediately there in Genesis 12 where Abram, through no merit of his own, finds favor in the eyes of the Lord, just as Noah did in Genesis 6. We see the same thing. It's, it's always grace. When I heard these stories growing up in Bible school, um, Sunday school, Old Testament saints, and we'll call them saints because they are saints based on the work of God and the grace of God and the finished work of Jesus. Because Come on. Jesus, and I'm jumping way ahead, but Jesus said in John chapter 8, Abraham longed to see my day. He saw it and was glad. And was glad. And he was glad because Abraham knew that there was a Messiah coming. Now, in this initial moment here in Genesis 12, he's a pagan worshiping the moon, but God speaks to him. And when God speaks, things happen. Amen. And people listen. Yeah. And Abram, and we we even hear testimonies now about people in uh, in closed off countries where you can't go in as missionaries, and they're closed off to the gospel. They're closed off to Christianity. A lot of that happens in the ten forty window over there in the Middle East and uh, North Korea and China and, and other places where Jesus appears to people in a vision, in a dream. And reveals himself to them, and they immediately respond with obedience and joy. And Abram immediately responded with obedience and worship. Mm-hmm. And your worship doesn't mean anything without obedience. Ooh, right. come on, right. bro. Right. Your come worship on. doesn't mean anything. That when he pitched his tent and made his offering, none of that would have mattered if he hadn't been obedient to God. God spoke and he moved. And that started. You know, we we talk about the gospel and what the gospel does for us. The gospel doesn't demand obedience, but produces obedience. Right? We talk about that. And so, when God when God spoke to Abraham, he knew this isn't the moon talking to me. This isn't some false deity that I've been worshiping in the the. Oh, by the way, the Ur Ur of the Chaldeans is modern day Iraq. So so God spoke to an Iraqi. And chose him to be the father of faith. Mm. Wow. That's so good, man. Mm. You know, I just, for me, you know, I don't know about you guys, but when I was reading up, it just, it did something to me when it said that he pitched that tent, man. Mm -hmm. And he just started to worship at the altar. Yeah. You know, we don't, you know, in our reform camps, we are not known for our worship. 
Mm-mm. We're not known. We're stale most of the time. We should be the most zealous worshipers there 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 is. Yeah, um, and there's a guy. We need more charismatic reform guys. I'm just saying. We do, and there's a guy on. Not for real. So though. there's actually a guy who's a Presbyterian, <clears throat> and I've I've really been following him and connecting with him through Facebook and Twitter. Frozen chosen. <clears throat> He's not a frozen chosen guy. So so what so he's a he's a church history guy, right? Okay, yeah. And he's been for the past eight months, bro, he's been going at all reform cats. And he's reformed and he's like, listen, and he's and he's providing receipts where he's just talking about how historically mm-hmm. reformed Christians were not frozen chosen. Mm-mm, he's not like at all. he's like historically, if you look Joyful, at church history, zealous. they mm-hmm. believed in the power of God. They were mm-hmm. zealous. They believed in that God could heal. They believed that yeah, God most could of do them were wonders. not cessationist. They they were not. They were not. At least in they don't in, need to be. Yeah, and they they believed in the power of the Holy Spirit, man. Mm-hmm. They and 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 we're not talking about foolishness, but, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they they were they had fire. From the truth of the word of God in them. Mm-hmm. And man, like, so when I read that, it just really did something to me, man, because it's like God grabs hold of him and his response is to set up shop. I'm going to camp here. This is where yeah. I'm going to live. I'm going to live here. I want to be in relationship with the Lord. And I'm going to build an altar and I'm just going to worship him. Mm-hmm. That should be the life of every believer. Yeah. And that kind of, <clears throat> I feel that because. When you think about like American society and over here in the U.S., where the gospel and Christianity is very out there, very accessible to a lot of people, but we take that for granted very often, and we and we don't do what some of these other people do. Like mm-hmm. you were talking about over overseas, China, over there, like you know, Jesus is coming to them in a dream, and their immediate response is worship mm-hmm. and obedience, right? But we hear this all the time over here in America, but we're so caught up on the American dream that we don't just drop to our knees and start worshiping God like we should. Right. We, have, we haven't done a good job of cr- uh, allowing God to crush the idols in our hearts to, to truly worship uh, Him in spirit and truth most, most of the time. But again, yeah. like Ab- Abram knew this voice is different. Yep. This <clears throat> voice... Is a voice I've never heard before. Right. And his immediate reaction was, I'm gonna listen to what he's saying. Mm-hmm. Because and and you know, once the nation of Israel established from Abram, Abraham and his grandchildren, you know, they always believed when they talked about the word of the Lord that it carried authority and power. Mm-hmm. When you think about that same God spoke creation into existence uh-huh. ex nihilio so they knew that that the word of god was powerful mm-hmm. and the nation had not been established yet god's people had not been established yet it began with a simple command to abram listen i want you to go from here to here and there's promise waiting for you mm-hmm. through you i'm going to bless the nations i'm going to make your name great 2,500 years later, the Apostle Paul is writing to the Galatian churches about Abraham. Right. The writer of Hebrews <laughs> right. is writing to uh. persecuted Christians about Abraham. 
Jesus is talking to Pharisees about Abraham. Right. So, I mean, he's, he's, a, he's a pretty big deal, mm -hmm. and he doesn't understand the totality of that in this moment here in Genesis 12. The only thing he knows is this voice is different, right? and I need to listen, and I need to obey. Right. And I just want to, I want to speak on something here. It's just something that recently happened. Um, I think it was yesterday. <clears throat> so in just regards to Abram had no idea what was going to happen or what was going to become of him in the recent events that were about to happen. Right. Mm -hmm. He just knew that he had to go. Mm -hmm. And just for a second, I want to stray off for a second and just tell the Christian that's listening that you're constantly being watched mm -hmm. and that what you do will have effect on people. And I say that just because yesterday, so I was driving, I was working, and Carly called me, and she was like, hey, um, I got something really funny, and like it kind of made me cry to tell you. And I was like, okay, what's up? And she was like, so you know, I went into the old coach's room, her friend or whatever, and she was in there talking to her at work at TD Bank, and she was like, oh, Carly, hey, this is her. And Carly was like, what are you talking about? And it was this girl in the class. And this girl in the class walks up to Carly and she says, hey. Um, and Carly, you know, at first she was like, I don't know this girl. Like, does she know me from somewhere or something? And the girl walks up to Carly and she was like, hey, I just wanted to tell you, your husband is an amazing man. And she was like, what? What are you talking about? And she was like, sorry, I just, I'll never forget him for what he did at, at Charter. And I was like, who was it? She was like, Ray. And I was like, oh, Ray. Yeah, I know Ray. What, what, what is she talking about? She was like, so Ray told Carly, she was like, your husband left a huge impact on me because one day at Charter, this girl's son went to the hospital. And as she was leaving, Devin stood up in the middle of the class while it was going on and prayed for her on her way out. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't something that I was doing to show, you know what I'm saying? But I right. genuinely, like, I walked outside with her and I prayed with her real quick outside the door and then she left. Never said nothing about it, you know? I didn't think anything of it, but mm -hmm. I just felt like I should do that because she was really broken up about it. And, um, you know, Ray was like, he was just so kind. Mm -hmm. He was, he did that out of just doing it. Mm -hmm. And he always talked so highly of you, talking about Carly. He just talked so highly. I don't know. He just left a big imprint on me mm -hmm. from how he was in the class. And it's just to go to show that you're always being consistently watched. And you never know what impact you're going to have on somebody, whether you think you're going to or not. Just like Abram in, in talking about him right now in Genesis, that mm -hmm. he had no idea that this was actually going to happen. He didn't know that he was actually going to bless the nations. He just knew that God told him it was going to happen, and he was like, you know what? If God said it, it's going to happen, right? And he didn't know what he would actually do for these people. Mm -hmm. Just like we have no idea what our actions are going to do for someone. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that was just kind of a kind of a little sidebar on there, but it, it just made me think about that. And, you know, in the same chapter, in chapter 12, the same can be said for Sarah. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> you know, Sarah's faithfulness to the Lord got her husband out of a jam uh, with Pharaoh. Mm -hmm. If you read yep. verses 14 yep. through 20, we see, you know, they're um, brought before uh, Pharaoh. Yeah, after Abraham told her to lie about who she was. Yeah, mm -hmm. Abraham's yeah. like, you know. Which showed a little bit of lack of faith. Again, he's very new. Like, he's he's very new in his relationship with God and his, right. and his faith. Mm -hmm. And and he is considered a father of faith, obviously. But in that moment, he was like, "Wait a minute, I know who these people are. 
And if they know that you're my wife, there's possibly that it'll kill me and take you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so it's really to kind of, it's, it's really easy to kind of jump on him and pile on him and be like, yeah, you know, he's so weak in his faith in that moment. And I do think that that was a faith issue for sure. But he was also probably being wise a little bit, you know, um, where I want to give him a little bit of credit for being, having a little bit of wisdom and understanding who he was dealing with. But, mm-hmm. um, but that just shows the goodness and the sovereignty of God in all things where he, where he blessed them and kept them in that moment. Yeah. Um, even though Abram lied about the situation, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, and in that, you know, his wife, you know, Sarah, she, she, constantly you know shows her faithfulness to the lord as well and, and the reason why i want to bring that up is because um kind of want our lady listeners to be able to glean from her as well and just see um how her walk with the lord and how she um really honored that covenant with her husband in mm-hmm. that moment in uh genesis 12 verses 14 through 20 i just thought that was cool when i was reading i was like man like you know, her faithfulness really got him out that jam right there. <laughs> it could have got ugly. Yeah, it could have got real ugly. Yeah. And you know, her her faithfulness in that moment was was important. And I do think that you know, and she showed you know signs of weak faith too later. Yeah, she did. Where mm-hmm. she encourages him to go in with Hagar because she she doesn't trust the promise of God in that moment. And she says, "Well, go ahead and go so that we can have a son," uh, and sends him in with Hagar. And and you know, again. <clears throat> that wasn't necessarily polygamy. That was just um, she was a she was a maid servant, and and so she wasn't a wife of Abram. And and you know a lot of people start going back to that, and they talk about scripture and condoning polygamy and all and all this other stuff. And Mormons take off with that bullcrap. Yeah, no, it was it was, it was <laughs> definitely sin. Yeah. It was sin. It was no, sin. No, no, it was sin. For just sure. because God God made a covenant with Abraham, and God always keeps His promises, even though God is faithful when we are not. Yeah, the emphasis yes. is on the covenant that God correct. made, not on and, Abraham's and actions. And also, one of the greatest hermeneutic principles you can ever have is the Bible doesn't teach everything it records. Ooh. And Ooh. it's recording, and this is narration. Hi, professor. Yeah, and this yeah. is this is a recording of events that happen that God is 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 working in and through fallen human beings to bring about His ultimate good purpose, and and they're not going to always get it right. Yeah, yeah. Like just yeah. like we don't always get it right. Correct. Yeah. God and blesses wanna, me even though I sin. Yeah, yeah. and I want to quote Vody Bauckham talking about that that narrative isn't normative. That right. the yeah. narrative of what is going on isn't isn't the normality of it. That's mm-hmm. not something that is just going to happen. Yeah. You're going to do. And I want right. to speak on that real quick. Um, I have a whole bunch talking about that situation, but um, I just thought it was interesting when I was reading through it how she that Hagar is referred to as his wife whenever they go to the bed, right? Mm-hmm. But that's it. It if you think about that. And how that's stated, it, it's showing you that this is intended only for marriage. Mm-hmm. What they're doing is intended strictly for marriage. It shows you there right. in an underlying way. Mm-hmm. She's called his wife because mm-hmm. what they're doing is supposed to be only intended for marriage, not outside of marriage. I yeah. just thought yeah. that was really Yeah, it wasn't yeah. a case to go H Town, 90s <laughs> RB group, not right. in the boots. Right, yeah. right. No, that's not <laughs> what it was. Yeah. It, it wasn't, you know. It, not at all. <laughs> no. And, and and I do want to point out on that fact, it's not just the Bible that does that, though, um, because I'm going through school right now, and uh, I'm, I'm actually taking a history of Israel class. 
And one of the things it talks about in the major event of one of my books is the marriage of Hagar and Abram. Mm. Uh, so it's not just the Bible that's talking about yeah. it. It's, you know, it's all in the history books, too, yeah. as well. Yeah, ancient Near Eastern doc- documents and, that, and c- a culture and things like that. That, But we don't see anywhere that God gives his stamp of approval and pats Abram right. on the no. back and yeah. says, yeah, g- good job. Not at all. Because it was definitely that, that created yeah. a lot of familial discord. It had a lot mm-hmm. of same thing with David and Bathsheba. Uh, yeah. Sin always brings ruin and consequence, but God is gracious in all of it and brings yeah. redemption and beauty from ashes. Yeah. And, and you in know, spite we, of human sinful actions, and yeah. we actually Come on, bro. we actually see that talking about God's mercy, we see that when Hagar leaves, mm-hmm. when she leaves, mm-hmm. like she's going back to Egypt, is what's kind of what they're thinking through mm-hmm. the passages that like she was going back home. Mm-hmm. But, you know, she was wandering in the wilderness. But when the angel came, when she left, you see God's mercy there. God's, God's got some mercy Showing, yes, showing sure. that it's not just when you're doing good and all that you should do and you're checking all the boxes, that when you mess up that he still loves mm-hmm. you, he still shows you grace and still shows you mercy. Mm-hmm. Not yeah. only did he say, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bless your descendants, I'm going to bless your kids, your offspring, mm-hmm. but he also, in a very real sense, saved her from what might have came when she went back to Egypt. Mm-hmm. To send her back yeah. to be a servant. Welcome, we'll that welcome freaking back, Devin. <laughs> welcome, <laughs> dog, on back. Come on, bro. Yeah, so good. And and we see that all throughout the scriptures that God, I mean, even with Cain, after Cain killed Abel, you know, God showed him mercy. God showed him grace. Amen, there was man. consequence for his sin, but God still, listen, you know, mm. uh, I, I'm, I'm here for you. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and that, that's just the beauty of grace. Where you know we can't outsend the grace of God, Amen. And that God is going to ultimately work in my life, in your life, in your life, in your life, uh, and everyone's life who has called into covenant with Him through His Son Jesus Christ. Um, he's always going to work for our good and His glory, and He we're not going to get into a situation to where we outsend His grace in our lives mm, right he, he's he he has never pat me on the back and told me good job when i screwed up right yeah. but he has <coughs> put his arm around me and told me he loved me right yeah yeah i mean and yes. that this doesn't Come change on, your this doesn't change my disposition towards you this doesn't change the way that i view you this doesn't change anything about the way that i love you you're still mine mm-hmm. and and when we see throughout the the story of abraham and sarah um these these Old Testament saints, we 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 see the hand of God stay on them. Mm-hmm. Now, ultimately, God works for His glory and their good, the way He does with all of us. And God entered covenant with Abram, and and He's going to get His way, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. In spite so of the the feebleness and the futility of their faith, uh, their their sinful disposition, uh, their their knee jerk reactions to kind of you know, kind of press the accelerator a little bit. Well, God, you promised us a son, and where, where is he? I mean, we, we've been trying and trying and trying and trying and trying. What is happening? Mm-hmm. And I think it was Job that said God is always on time. Like, God's timing is not our timing, and 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 we have to just trust and, and, and wait on him. And waiting is not sitting there with your hands crossed. It's serving him while you are anticipating the fulfillment of the promises that he's given you. And you, and you see, yeah. whenever, hey. when, <laughs> when it comes to 
yeah. to sitting and waiting, right? Mm-hmm. I, I love that to to sit and wait and be patiently waiting mm-hmm. for what God has promised you, right? Because I think about these things because in, in, in it's kind of like with me and Carly, right? We have been trying for a baby for a long time. And it has popped into our head being completely transparent of, you know, sometimes it's like, dang, like, you know, they had a baby, they had a baby. What what happened? Like, why why can't we have one, you know? Right. And that's happened, of course. But when you you have to you have to patiently wait for these things and not trying to take things into your own hands, right? Which is what Sarah did in in the story of Abraham Abraham and Sarah. And once you get to a point of not wanting to wait anymore and you do these things, right? You start becoming like Job's friends where jo- where they're telling him Hey man, look, you must have done something wrong. That's what people think about us. Mm-hmm. You know? Whenever whenever people look at your life. That's just freaking stupid. Right? They think Let me just call everybody out wrong. on that right now. Right. You're Job's friends. Shut up. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, tell you, bro. It's wild. Freaking idiots. Uh, very true. Um and so I'm gonna get you a bumper sticker that says that. Right. <laughs> And it's, it's, there's so much we crazy. can go, and I want y'all to keep cooking. Like I, I'm, I'm really being ministered to. I'm loving this. Um, I just want to quickly mention, because I know at some point it's going to get mentioned tonight. But I just have to mention this gospel verse that I found as I was studying the life of Abraham, Genesis fifteen six. Genesis fifteen six. Mm. So, in, in context, you know. This is God's first time giving this covenant with Abraham, right? And so in Genesis 15, 6, God is making a covenant with Abraham that he will forget later and he's going to have to be reminded of in chapter 16. But in Genesis 15, 6, it says, and he believed the Lord and he counted it to him. As righteous. righteous, Abram had no righteousness of his own. When we At see, all. when we see these, uh, like I said earlier, I always heard the story of Noah and Abraham and Joseph and and these Old Testament saints that we talk about. I always heard it presented as if God blessed them and chose them because of their obedience and their righteousness, and that's not the gospel. Not the gospel. It's not the gospel. We see that in Genesis 6 with Noah. It it says, Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. There is no Hebrew word for grace in the Old Testament. Mm. It doesn't exist. Um, But there is um, a word, and and the word slips my mind right now, but it's uh, it's most closely related to the Greek word charis. Mm -hmm. And... And it means uh, loving kindness, like it's favor. It's and, and so the Hebrews didn't have a word for that because they didn't fully understand it until Jesus, right? Right. Um, and so we see that, and we see that in Genesis six, where where Noah found favor, grace, kased uh, is the Hebrew word kased. Kased, yes, yes. which is. Uh, you got to pronounce it like you're hawking a loogie, like chesed. Right. Chesed. I just say chesed because that's how we do it in Taylor's. <laughs> but, um, but that, but then in the next verse it says Noah was a righteous man. 
you if you invert those two verses, you lose the gospel. Mm-hmm. You can't you can't say that Noah found favor. Noah was righteous and found favor in the eyes of God. No, he found favor, then he was righteous. Same thing with Abram. Abram was a freaking pagan. Yep. He was a pagan. And God showed him grace. Chesed, loving kindness, covenantal favor. And then it was because he believed God, he trusted God, he responded to God, he was obedient to God. Then it was counted to him as righteous. Right. Paul hashes that out for us in Galatians 3. Right. Just Come so on. happened to be Galatians 3, 6. After he goes off and calls the Galatians a bunch of foolish Galatians. <laughs> Crazy Galatians. Sometimes Who you got to call. bewitched you? Yeah. You got to call church people foolish because they act in foolish ways. Right. I love that. The church is comprised of Who has thing. bewitched Who you? Who has bewitched you? I just love like that. They cast a spell on you. <laughs> right. Like that, like, what? <laughs> like but, Vicky Valancourt and, so, and Waterboy. And also. Let's go inside for that witch cast a spell on us. Right? And, and this is for free. She's the devil. Galatians. She's the devil. Galatians, according to New Testament scholars, is the first. Um, letter that was written in the New Testament. There's they so, and I thought that was interesting when I was uh, when you were preaching through Galatians. I was you know looking at the history of that letter. So Paul is writing this down before the Gospels were written. Mm-hmm. That is insane. Insane, bro. Before the Gospels were written, Galatians was written. Like Paul. Hey, I mean, do you understand the weight of that? Paul is going off on them. And he says, let me ask you this question. Now, when I'm debating or arguing or trying to make a point, I'll ask a question just to make people sound stupid. Right, right. Like, I know how you're going to answer this. <laughs> yep. And it's going to be wrong. <laughs> it's going to be wrong. But I'm going to ask you this anyway. I'm going to slay you for I'm your gonna answer. I'm going to set you up <laughs> yep. to knock you out of the park. Yep. And that's what Paul does. Did you receive the Spirit by works of the law or by hearing with faith? Are you so foolish Having begun by the Spirit, are you now being perfected by the flesh? Did you suffer so many things in vain, if indeed it was in vain? Does he who supplies the Spirit to you and works miracles among you do so by works of the law or by hearing with faith? Verse 6. Just as Abraham believed God and it was counted to him as righteousness, know then that it is those of faith who are sons of Abraham. Jesus had that argument, that Mari Povich, who's your daddy conversation with the Pharisees in John chapter 8. Right. And he says in verse 8 there, in the scriptures foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, preached the gospel before to Abraham. God preached the gospel to Abraham. That's why Jesus could tell the Pharisees, Abraham longed to see my day. Come on. He, he saw it, it and was glad was because glad. he heard the gospel. Yep. He heard the freaking gospel. The so gospel was there in Genesis and God's relationship with Abraham. And I love how Jesus Paul is hashes in the that Old out Testament. for that. And, and it says, uh, and you, all the nations shall be blessed. So then those who are of faith are blessed along with Abraham, the man of faith. Not works of the law, but a man of faith. Amen. Mm. And when we, when we talk about Abraham, we, we have to hammer his faith. I mean, the writer of Hebrews goes on to say, by faith... When uh, Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac, and he who had received the promises was in the act of offering up his only son, of whom it was said, through Isaac shall your offspring be named. He considered that God was able to even able to even raise him from the dead, from which, figuratively speaking, he did receive him back. 
Let me pause there. Love Ben Shapiro. Jew of Jews. Very conservative guy. But I heard him say in an interview, it was either with MacArthur or, or uh, uh, some, just go somebody. He was talking to somebody, and he says, Jews don't believe in resurrection. Abraham did. Job did. Come on. The Pharisees Ooh. did. They believed in resurrection. The, the, the family of Lazarus in John chapter 11 <laughs> did. Well, we Receipts. believe in the resurrection in the end. Like, that's just off the top of my head, the examples of Jews who believed in a resurrection. And, and the writer of Hebrews just hammered that out. When Abram, when he was tested, knew that if I kill my son, God will raise him from the dead. Mm. We'll see that ultimately filled in, in Christ. But um, right. so again, when we talk about Abraham, we have to talk about this man of faith. I want to say something to that real quick, and we can go back to whatever we can go back to. But I just I love that testament of faith there when he's talking about offering up his son, mm-hmm. because we we see what we don't see in America is that testament of faith. Like my man was going to go and offer up his son to be killed as sacrifice, but we can't give up (coughs) anything. We can't give up time. No, we can't go to church on Sunday and be on Mm -hmm. time. We can't give anything to the church, to the people, to the fellowship, Mm -hmm. to the body of Christ. We can't even give that. But yeah. my man was going to give his son. The one that God promised the him. The one that God finally got promised him, right? After he was 90-something years old. Yeah, like he was going to give that Now up. go take him up on the mountain and kill him. Right. And he was and like, he okay. Was, okay, God, listen. Okay. You're in charge. Not me. <laughs> I'm going to do what you say. That's what I'm Trusting saying, you the whole time. And what do we see from that story? When Isaac's like, um, where's the lamb? Right. Like, where's the ram that we're going to sacrifice? Mm-hmm. Abram's response was, God will provide one. Right. He'll provide one. He'll do it. But the writer of Hebrews says that Abraham knew that even if he's if he is required Allows me to, to do go this. through this yep. and sacrifice his son, that God would bring him back. And mm-hmm. look at that faith there. Like, that's what we talk about, the childlike faith, right? Yeah. He had that. Yeah. Because children, when you raise up children, mm-hmm. they have complete faith in you. They know, mm-hmm. hey, if I trip and fall here, dad's there. Mm-hmm. That's for every Christian. Dad's there, bro. Mm-hmm. Abba, father yeah. is there. On, there. He's there, and he's he's waiting, and he's there for you to yeah. hold you and guide you Abraham and knew. do what you need to do. And Abraham knew that. Mm-hmm. He knew that God was there that's in, so the, good. in the midst of it. That's so good, man. Yeah. I, I don't think we talk about faith enough. Oh, no. <laughs> well, you know? that was the whole, when Paul was hammering that out in Galatians, <clears throat> was that the whole idea of what are you what are you working from? How are you, you're trying to justify yourself through law, and that didn't even come, the, the, the father of faith that you, that you proclaim so much is Abraham, and he was justified way before the law. Centuries before the law was ever even given. Mm. You're justified by faith. We did an entire series on that in the solas. Right. Yep. Faith alone. Faith alone. Right? We talked about it. Um, so, you know, we see that. We've we've talked about Abraham and his and you know his his lack of faith at times, but his ultimate faith throughout all of that is that he you could see in the totality of his life that he did trust God. Mm-hmm. He did trust God. Right. And 
the the problem is with with us in 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 our lives that we are so we're so distracted we're our lives are way too noisy way too hectic way too busy we've we've reduced and and, and oversimplified our faith and we we tip God with our time, talent, and treasure, and think that's okay. Whoa, yeah. whoa, uh, whoa, <laughs> whoa! Nah, nah, nah. We tip we God. Like that. We, Let me run it we tip God with our time, we talent, and treasure, God. and think that's okay. Nah, where where the gospel, where where Jesus kind of requires complete obedience from us, mm-hmm. and you know, when 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 you have experienced God's grace, it radically changes your life. You're willing to do what Abraham did, and and get up and move. Like he literally moved his entire family, he, everything. He took his entire clan, and this wasn't and just all a, of it. No, he had yeah. soldiers. Yeah, even. Yeah. We and see it that later just in like, like Genesis twelve and thirteen. It wasn't like he packed up his stuff, got in a moving van, and right. went, uh, mm. you know, to the next neighborhood over. My man went like, like four moved, moved. countries, <laughs> yeah, across the world, yeah, yeah, and pitched up his tent and began to worship, right. And we want to act like we have a relationship mm. with God, and we look for every other reason in the world not to go to church on Sunday, not to mm. tithe, not to give of our time, talent, and treasure, but to occasionally tip God and uh, to appease our conscience Ooh. before Him and before other people, and just pretend that we're okay. Right. And and all of that is just evidence of of depravity. The, well, <laughs> depravity, but a life and a heart that hasn't been radically transformed by the grace of god mm. no no for sure Come on. no yeah and you and you can't chalk that up to i was born this way no 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 we were we, we, we're just <laughs> you, you know Abra, we like i said tozer said we're, we're, we've already decided we're not going to do what god says right so we're not even looking for his voice mm-hmm. abram wasn't looking for his voice but it happened but it happened mm. and when god speaks to you you better listen Say that again and for the people get in the his back, way bro. Regardless, he's going to get his way. Well, I think I think the problem, guys, is that we don't seek his voice anymore. Mm-mm. We you seek, can tell that by how little people read their Bibles. Well, we, we seek, when you want to hear from God, read your Bible. Yeah, we we seek the voice of the world and famous mm-hmm. influ, influencers, but mm-hmm. we don't seek his voice anymore. No, we're seeking the voice of everyone who might affirm us on social media. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, when's the last time? When's the last time, listener, you sat there and you seek? the face of Jesus in prayer. You seeked him with your life and how you live and you went, man, okay, this is what God wants me to do. Mm. We've lost that language. We have. We've lost that practice of, you know, wanting to actually seek after what the Lord is calling us to. So in 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 short, what we actually do is what's convenient and comfortable Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. put a stamp on it that says this is what God is telling me to do. Dude, being a Christian isn't convenient Ooh. by no means. Bro. No. Has anyone read the Gospels? Right. There's nothing convenient. Jesus. No, there's not. Take up your cross and follow me. You will surely begins die. with denying yourself. Right. Yeah. You yeah. Have to so deny yourself. You got to deny yourself. So yeah, there's there's way too many folks who, again, we 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 have this feel good faith in America. Um, that's the problem. Where we feel we, we 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 really worship convenience, comfort, security, 
and and in all honesty, ourselves and money, like those are the great idols of our lives. And Abram had idols before God spoke to him. Mm-hmm. He had he had mm-hmm. them. You know how I know that? He's a man, right? Come on. Come on. He's a man in a pagan culture, in a in a pagan country that worships the moon and every other deity and and god speaks to him and it changes him right Mm. and we're not saying that you're not ever going to have problems with idols it's always going to be a heart check thing it's a factory of yeah you're you're gonna yeah you're gonna have heart checks you're gonna have to check yourself on all these things that we talk about Mm -hmm. oh yeah and we see that in the text yeah of course i mean if you look i mean if you look at Chapter 16 is insane. Yeah. Chapter 16 is the chapter where, you know, Sarah sets Abraham up with Hagar mm-hmm. and, and she's like, look, I can't give birth. Yeah. So she had here's my out. servant. Yeah. She tapped out. She tapped out. She tapped out. It got hard. She got tired of waiting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because we'll, if, if we're keeping it a buck, we, we want God to move on our time. Yeah, we do. Yes. There's an old song in the black church that I used to love hearing them old church mothers Wade sing. Wade in the water. That one too. <laughs> <laughs> but they used to sing that, you know, he's an on-time God. Yes, yes he, he is. is. Yes, he he is. may not come when you want, but he, he gonna come, come right, right on time. On time. Right. He's, he's an on-time, on-time God. God. Yes, yes, he, he is. is. That, love that. I got a little flavor. I was born in Black History Month. Yes, what? sir. Yeah. Talk to him. <laughs> and, 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 we, and we've lost... <laughs> We've lost sight of that. We have. <clears throat> and we, we have. see that. Sarah yeah. lost sight of that. Yeah. And you, she did. And you saying that, I want to, now I can let the podcast hear that quote from Calvin. So, in you saying that about how she lost sight of that and she was impatient, right, mm-hmm. of what God's promise was to Abram and Sarah. Calvin went off and said, for however laudable, I don't, he speaks in a whole different language. That's that was, old English. Yeah, was Sarah's wish as regards the end or the scope to which it tended, nevertheless, in the pursuit of it, she was guilty of no light sin by impatiently departing from the word of God for the purpose of enjoying the effect of that word. Ooh, my, my, my. So she, instead of wanting to wait as according to God's word and his promise and wait for it to happen, she just wanted the effect of what he promised instead Ooh. of the actual promise. Mm-hmm. And that Come on, is so apparent in today's my, society my. Mm-hmm. that we just want what God can give us, uh-huh. not God. Mm-hmm. We want what yeah, he we want can... the gifts over the yeah, giver. Yeah, we want the yeah. gifts over the giver, 100%. Mm-hmm. We, and that's convenient for us, right? Mm-hmm. We don't want to keep our feet on the ground and do what we're supposed to do as faithful servants but we want him to just hand us what we want. Well, we're and like go spoiled children. Yeah, well, I think about if, if, if at Christmas when Scout <laughs> is eight years old mm-hmm. and she wakes up on Christmas morning and and uh, and, I, and 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 I'm sitting under the tree and I say surprise and she's like what and I'm like I'm your gift. I'm giving you the gift of myself this she's year. She's crying. Bro. She's like, what did I do wrong? Like, right, what is right, it like? Right. She, I want some presents, Dad. Like, have I been bad? Blah, blah, blah. So, and I think that's the idea because we we so often treasure the gifts over the giver. Right. Because we want we want God to get us out of this jam, to get us out of this financial hardship, or to get us out of this sickness or take the sickness away from this Better one, job. Get a better job. Why can't I just... It's hurt. Why can't I just get a job and, like, this make hurt. more money and... Uh. 
you know, set me up and set my family up and all this other stuff. Like, why is this not bigger happening? Bigger church. Right? Yeah, bigger church. Why is this not happening right now? Why are people not flooding the doors uh, uh, of your church? Or, you know, why, are, why am I not getting any hits on these resumes that I'm sending out 100 resumes and no one's responding? Mm-hmm. I'm not getting Ooh. any interviews. Uh, my kids are wayward. Like, God, you need to intervene because I want you to fix Ooh. these problems in my life. And, and brother's we're, ministering we're, we're right so now. focused on it the situation more than the savior right we are more f- and i want to i want to add to that Boy. i want to i want to add to that off of this this other calvin quotes from his commentary on genesis 16 here i'm gonna drink a pint with calvin in heaven right i'm telling you bro but calvin says this here and i'm gonna say it in just a second but i want to kind of explain what he's talking about here because what he's saying here is oftentimes we want to do something be like God has promised us something, and we want to do something to belittle that promise because we just want the effect of the promise, not the promise itself. And we do that because, and essentially what we're telling God is that, hey, you couldn't do this, so I'm going to do it myself. Ooh, I think this is impossible on. for you, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I love what Calvin says here, and he's talking in regards to what Sarah was doing by giving him Hagar to have a baby because she couldn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he says her her own words also show that she had patiently and modestly waited to see what God would do until hope was entirely cut off. When she says that she was restrained from bearing by the Lord, mm-hmm. what fault then shall we find in her? Surely that she did not, as she ought, cast this care into the bosom of God. She didn't cast it like she mm-hmm. should. Nope. Without binding his power to the order of nature or restraining it to her own sense. And then by neglecting to infer from the past what would take present in the future, she did not regard herself as in the hand of God who could again open the womb which he had closed. She took matters into her own hands. And to, mm. I love, which you're so quick to do. Yeah, I love that last part. She did not regard herself as in the hand of God who could again open the womb which he had closed. Yeah. yeah Nothing we, is impossible for well, God to well, do correct. for well, you. But, yeah. and, and we can't experience the impossible miracles that God can produce because we give God a expiration date. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we live yeah. to the present, not in, the future of in, what he can in, do. Internally, we go, if God don't do X, Y, and Z by this time, mm-hmm. I'm going to do this. Yeah. I'm going to take matters into my own hands. God is eternal. He's not on your timetable. Yeah. I mean, inconsistent. <laughs> He's just and, 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 and this principle is so practical because it, go, it, it, it can be applied to in every area of the life of a Christian, the pastor, you know, mm-hmm. that that is pastoring, you know, a small church like we are. We're pastor, you know, we, we pastor a small church plant. You know, or and the, I freaking love Karis Church. Dude. I love, love Karis Church. So much. I, I love yeah. Karis Church, you know, dude. and or even the congregant that goes, well, I'm, I'm, I, my church don't have X, Y, and Z yet. So mm-hmm. if we don't, if we don't have X, Y, and Z by then, I'm mm-hmm. out. I'm out. Yeah, it's so stupid. You know, it, 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 we, but we do this in every area. If God don't give me, if God doesn't it's give me. It's not even remotely biblical. It's not, man, but we do it's it. self-serving and selfish. We do it across I'm, the I'm board, okay. man. Yeah, 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 we, yeah, we, we do, do man. If God doesn't give me, if, if God doesn't give us this child, kind of like Abraham and Sarah. Yeah, for sure. If God doesn't yeah. give me this child when we want. Yeah, we'll take matters in our own hands and, yeah. We're going we're, we're gonna to walk, or we'll, we'll walk away. Mm-hmm. Some will walk away from the faith if God doesn't do what they want when they want it. Mm-hmm. 
That's exactly true. And so, and we see in this in in chapter sixteen, we see a glimpse of that. We do. Yeah, we do. But and, and when you think about these things that we're talking about. And you think about them as as a born again Christian, and I emphasize born again Christian because once you're born again, you look at these things very differently. Correct. A, another couple that's Correct. not me and my wife, you know, let's say a couple that's that's not in that's not Christian, right? They look at not having a baby, or maybe they're they're lukewarm Christian, right? And they're they're just you know we're not having a baby. Uh, God's not real. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm just I'm. I, there's no way if I'm asking for this, he's not going to give it to us, right? But in the way that me and Carly have always looked at this situation has been, it'll happen, but if it doesn't, it's okay. Yeah, if it because, doesn't, he's still good. Yeah, because ultimately, good. it's for God's glory anyway. Correct. He knows That's what we. That's a word. He knows what we need. He knows what we can handle. I, he knows what we can do. He knows right. what we want. Mm-hmm. Yes, we. Of course, we pray and ask Him. Right, as of we course should. we do, as yeah, we should, as we should, ask for it. Pray, pray. Jesus told you to knock God. on the door. Right, ask said, God to do these the things. Pray God-sized prayers. Right, yes, sir. We do these things, but it's not out of expectation, though. Uh-huh. And there's no is punishment is there. It's God's glory, right. right? Whether you have a child or you don't have a child, it's so hard for us to understand sometimes because all we see is the the our desires and what we want. <laughs> And we're more focused on that than we are. But our desires aren't what, his. What God yeah. is up to. Right. I, I counseled a couple the other night. And so good, man. I just told them. I said they're in a very, they're I in a very the tough time. <laughs> they're they're in a very tough I'm time biased. right now. And I told them. I said, listen, I'm not gonna pretend to know exactly what God is up to. But there's a few things that I know for sure that He's after. Right. Mm, I don't on. know exactly what this is gonna look like, but there's a few things that I know for sure God is after. Come on. He's after His glory. Yes, sir. And you're good in your joy. And that Ooh. ultimately has to be found in Him, Amen. regardless of your circumstance. Not for real. Everything else, I have no idea. Right. You know, something that really is wrecking me right now that I feel the Holy Spirit put on my heart is, you know, oftentimes the growth and the blessing is in the process, not the destination. Mm. Not for oh, sure. Come on. Absolutely. And, you know, and we see, we see yeah. that, man. You know, we want so bad to get to that end game mm-hmm. we want to get to where we want to be so bad mm-hmm. that we miss what god is trying to do to get us there bro and we be constantly trying to get out of what he's using to, to, to grow sanctify us, us to yeah. sanctify yeah. us yeah. we be trying yeah. to pull out bro yeah god remove the stuff that yeah. you're that you're, you're using to make me more christ like right. would and you just please remove there. this from yeah, my yeah. life yeah just would put you, me there could you stop and, 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 <laughs> this is so uncomfortable dude, we treat we treat it's, it's the, true we <laughs> treat so christian we treat so, the life of christianity and what we're yeah. doing at, like a game of sorry just take us and put us on the next place instead of taking us through the i used steps to be a to savage in that game i would crush <laughs> and i'll beat my mama in look that game. i feel like you cheated in that game i cheated in every game but i won i'm just kidding I mean, you know, I'll tell on myself, I'll read my own mail. You know, I had this prayer a couple of days ago, man. I was just having, I was sitting in the car. I had pulled into the garage and I'm just sitting in the car and I'm just talking to the Lord about some stuff because, you know, I'm currently trying to figure out what's my career, like what's next for me because what I'm doing right now is not what I feel like, you know, is, is I don't feel like it's the end game for me. And so I'm just praying. I'm just, and, and I caught myself talking to the Lord saying, God, you can snap your fingers and fix all this in a second. In a heartbeat. Like you can, and, and, I, and I'm telling on myself, I'm just sitting in there and I'm praying. I'm just like, man, God, I, you, you could, man, you could fix my situation in a mm-hmm. snap. Mm-hmm. 
And it was just like, and then, so where the question is the 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 natural reaction to that is why haven't you done it? Right. Yeah. Ooh, and I'm on. just keeping it a buck. We gonna You're keep right. it real. That's what, that's what we do. Real. Right. That's what we do. We've all been there. Yeah. We've all been there. And and you just want to keep knocking on the door. You want to keep knocking on the door. And then you realize God had different plans. Right. Ooh. He, my, he had my, different my. plans, and he had he he certainly had. You know, Isaiah is so gracious. God to to remind us through the prophet Isaiah, God's ways are not our ways, and His thoughts are not our thoughts. And and that's why God doesn't God doesn't tell us everything. You ever as a, as right. a parent, you right. don't you sometimes when you're telling your kids the way things are, and they say why. Sometimes the answer is because I'm the parent, right? Because yes. I, and said I know so. better, and I'm in charge, and you will not. I can explain it to you all day long, and you'll never get it. Yeah, you'll never understand, understand it. it. Right? You're now. not going to understand it. And so that's the picture. There is that God's ways are not our ways, and His thoughts are not our thoughts. Because first of all, God doesn't owe me an explanation for anything. Absolutely Ooh. not. You said that to me the first yeah, day I came on. to Karis Church. <laughs> He just and doesn't I weep owe me. on the way yeah, home. He, he just doesn't he doesn't owe me an explanation. Sometimes we may get it, but even one of the reasons don't. that God keeps us in the dark on that is so that we will ultimately trust him. Yeah. Oh, bruh. Is so that we will ultimately trust him and they missed the mark there. Yep. Come on. They missed it. I need y'all to stop reading my mail tonight, man. Oh, <laughs> they on, missed bro. it. You know, I wanna I wanna say something to that, the job thing, because that happened to me a, few, a couple, maybe a couple months ago. Um, the job was hard, bro. Cause my, like, so if you guys don't know, I deliver alcohol, right? I work for Southern Glacier. I deliver, I deliver alcohol, man. And alcohol's heavy, bro. Like, actually heavy. <laughs> right, this glass ain't that heavy. Yeah, oh yeah, man, it's not. But dude, I'm telling you, man. Like, when you got cases of these bottles made of thick glass, especially Jaeger, bro. Listen, y'all need to cut back on the glass usage. All right, there's no reason for all that thick glass. But oh, like, heavy. I knocked somebody out. Yeah, yeah, man. Like, like that stuff's heavy, man. It was wearing on my body. It was hard. Raining, working in the rain, like it was just, it was rough on me, you know. And I was dog tired, bro. It was just, it was a lot. And and I was talking to Carly about it, and I was praying about, it, man. I was like, you know, God, I don't, is this what I'm supposed to be doing? Because I don't feel like I'm supposed to be doing this. Like this is killing me, right? But you know what's crazy, man? Just to speak to you, Shatorio, is, um, you know, I prayed, and and it was crazy because what God did for me was gave me joy in my job mm -hmm. and Ooh. instead of yeah oh. instead of instead of Bruh, giving me a new job instead of me going somewhere else like i normally would do right mm -hmm. I'm, I'm that guy like if i'm not working i'm not having it here i'm out mm -hmm. i'll find me something somewhere else you know mm -hmm. but instead of that god gave me joy in what i was doing and he mm -hmm. said hey you know and and i feel like it was his voice like abram heard you know of you know Son, just do this. And if you, and bounce, I don't know why, right? And if you bounce, you 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 very well could be missing a blessing, right? Ooh. And that's what, and that was Come the whole on. thing. That's that's the whole thing. I I had joy. Now I have I have joy in the job. Don't get me wrong. There's still hard days. Today sucked. That well, and that's what God doesn't want your life to be t completely easy. Right. That's not that's not God's plan for us. And we, right. We want it to be easy. And we ultimately think that if we're that if everything's going great and 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 then and we everything have God's is easy favor, and we're but that's not the no. I mean, oh, Abraham, I talk about yeah, that Abraham's forever. life wasn't easy. Well, the Apostle okay. Paul's life was easy. Noah, Moses, Job. Joseph. Well, we forget. Job. My man 
man was 75 years old, bro. 75. Right. 75. I'm about to be 49. He I was feel 85. <laughs> Abraham was 75 when he was going through this, and God told him, You will bear a child. He's he like, didn't see that child until he's like, I just, right? <laughs> he didn't, but he didn't, he's 75. He didn't see the child biblically until 20 years later. Yeah. Right. 20 years, 20 bro. years after being 75, that's what bro. They don't, that's what they don't That's get, a bro. generation right there. That's but, a, that's, if God make you wait 25 years for what you've been praying for, are you going to still be a Christian? Right. Exactly. exactly. Are, are you still going to be a gonna Christian? You're going to tap out and say, God, I'm come through. I'm out. I'm done. Right, I'm done through. with the Christian faith. Oh I've been praying God. and praying. I've been doing this. I've been, I've been going to church. Mm-hmm. I've been tithing. I've been going to the groups. Yeah. I've been showing up. For me. It I'm ain't out. happening. My man had to wait 25 years. We mm-hmm. don't know how long God is going to make us no wait idea. for what we're praying and for. And listen, if there's something happens. to be said about perseverance <gasps> in the faith. Mm-hmm. And like you said, that, that that God didn't God didn't give you a different atmosphere. He he changed your heart and your view about exactly. what you were doing, so that you could find joy in what you were doing. Because Scripture tells us, no matter what you do, whether it be word or deed, you work heartily for the Lord. You're not working for man; you're working for God. That's the thought that consistently resonates. It doesn't matter what job you have; yep. you're, you're you're working for the Lord, right? You understand that God put you there for a reason. Mm-hmm. It might be for a small amount of time. It might be for mm-hmm. a lifetime. For a long time. But you're time. there yep. for a reason. Yep. And what happens is we get so freaking impatient and we mm-hmm. want to tap out because we have hard days. This is not anything like I thought it was going to be. Right. But I'm here, but I'm going to bounce and go somewhere else where it's right. easier. Yep. Mm-hmm. And see, that's more that convenient. Was, so now that's my thought <clears throat> process is like. It happens way too much with pastors and churches, by right. the way. Right. And, you know, whenever, like today, it was a members. rough day, right? Mm-hmm. It was rough. Come it was on. raining. It was pouring rain. Yeah. Rough I stayed today. in my office. I right? Yeah, I bet. <laughs> little, little space heater. Yeah. Well, it was pouring rain out there, man. But the only thought that I had, it wasn't like, man, I hate this. I, mm-hmm. I just want to, I, I don't want to work here no more. Mm-hmm. The thought I had was, yo, let me work faster. Let me work harder to get done to go home, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to leave no more. You know, I don't yeah. want to. I don't want a new job yeah, if no it happens, more. It happens, but I, yeah, I'm just at a point now. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna go in here. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be the best at what I do. I'm gonna make this money. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go home to be on my provide wife. for your family. I'm yep. Provide for my family, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna do this job for as long as I have to until God calls me somewhere else. Exactly, mm-hmm. and that's the best Come place on. that you can be because now you're content, and this, that's what Paul was talking about. Philippians three, I can be content in all things. Right, and whether if you know and that's hard things too. Exactly, you know, and and you know my tent maker job at Key. Yeah, I had you know, I've been there over eight years, and mm-hmm. you know that was the same thing, right? But I had a family that relied on me, so every day I remember telling my boss one day I had never had a conversation with him before. He was my fixed ops director, and I I rarely ever ever saw him, but he occasionally pop in the stores and this that and the other, and he would bark at all the managers and crap runs downhill, and the managers would bark at us because it was coming that. from him and this that and the other. And I walked up to him one day. He happened to come into our store, and he perched up at one of the desks in the service drive. And I had never had a conversation with him ever. Mm-hmm. And I walked up to him, and, and I said some things to him. And I said, you know, on paper, I work for you, but I don't work for you. Mm-hmm. There's a bigger purpose here hey, for me. Come on. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, he, and, and immediately his entire demeanor towards me changed. Um, and he respected me even more because he understood that, okay, Chris has a job. But his job, he's not working for man. He's working for something greater. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yep. I mean, obviously, I got a family to provide, but I view this job as, 
an opportunity to be a blessing and 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 to minister to someone and ultimately to and give glory to oh, God. Pumps. God may oh. have a, a person that you deliver to that one day you're going to pray for that you're going to impact whatever and and so that's the way that we need to view that we don't need to view it as a stepping stone or I'm so discontent here I need to move over here because I want to I want a cushy job. We want everything to be cushy. Right. Yeah. Like our, easy. our furniture, yeah. our beds, our mm -hmm. cars, our jobs, our homes, everything. We want right. to be cushy. Or we want our churches to be cushy. We want everything yeah. to be comfortable and not to cause us any pain, not to cause us any, not to stretch us in any way. Mm -hmm. we, we, we want convenience. We want comfort. We want everything to be easy. And there is absolutely nothing easy about faithful obedience to God. Amen. Mm -hmm. It's going to require sacrifice. That's so good. It's going to require us understanding that we don't exist for self. We exist for something self -denial. far greater, which is yep. ultimately the glory of God. Yep. And God is not going to share his glory with me. If I'm after my glory, I'm mm. going to bounce and bounce and bounce and bounce and bounce and bounce and bounce. And look at all Am the blessings I ultimately that you after his glory. Yep. Right. We're going to miss out. We're yep. going to miss out on something. 100%. So, and I just want to give like a little, you know, like a little testimony to that because I, I agree with what you're saying there when it comes to, you know, maybe someone that I deliver to will see something, you know. So actually a few months ago, I, I deli I've been delivering to this place, Emerald, in uh, Greenwood for a while. And there's an older lady there and she's, the, she's one of the owners. And one day, it was just, it was the first time I've ever seen her. Like, normally there's another chick there that always takes the order or whatever, checks it in, writes me the check, I'm good to go. This time, she was there. First time I've ever seen her. On my way out, she was like, hey, wait. And all I'm doing is delivering alcohol. But mm -hmm. she was like, hey, wait. And I was like, hey, yeah, what's going on? You know, but I'm, like, trying to go because I got to deliver stuff. That's my mm -hmm. first stop. Like, mm -hmm. I still got, like, ten more. You got stuff to do. Yeah, I got stuff to do. But she was like, hey, wait. And I was like, okay, yeah, what's, what's up? And she was like, I don't know what's what it is about you but you just have like some kind of glow mm -hmm. and i was like what do you i mean i don't i don't know what you're talking about but i appreciate it she was like i don't know you just seem so like mm -hmm. different than other people that i see mm -hmm. and i was like at first of course like she said that and she gave me a hug which mm -hmm. was super weird right mm -hmm. and then i left and at first i didn't think anything about it and i called carly and she was like babe maybe she's you know just talking about jesus and i was like Honestly, and the hair stood on the back of my neck a little bit. I was like, "Wow, I didn't think about that." You know, mm -hmm. like you know, she she was seeing something different in the way I carried myself, and that's, that could have been all it took. Right. That's First Peter three fifteen. You know, being ready to give a defense for people when they ask about the hope that's mm -hmm. in you. Like she didn't phrase it that way, right. but she understood something's different. Something's here. different. This dude is delivering alcohol. He's working his butt off, but. There seems to be some hope there and some joy there, mm -hmm. and what that is, is the that? greatest right. And, and especially if you're in a job that you're not particularly crazy about, if you're in a situation or season that is 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 hard. Um, the if we're gonna let our light shine before men, so that they may see our good works and praise our Father in heaven, we have to remain steadfast and obedient in our faith. Um, that our we have to be content in Christ, and we have to show joy and. Uh, and, and whether it be in suffering or trial or heartache or whatever, and, and people take notice of that. And mm -hmm. then they're asking, okay, what's there's something different about you. I would love to know what that is. Well, my hope is in something far greater than this world. Right. Come on, bro. Because all I, and, and I love what Vody says about that, because Vody says, because all I am is a pilgrim to this place. That's it. This I'm just is, passing, we're passing through. through, bro. Pilgrim's progress. So John good. Bunyan. So good. We're passing through. So mm -hmm. good. And you know, 
what's really cool is right after that in chapter 16 because in in 15 abraham forgot the promise mm-hmm. he forgot the covenant that We're god so made quick with to him do so. and as we are so quick to do we are extremely quick to forget what god has already promised us mm-hmm. what he has already made a covenant with us about sarah forgot mm-hmm. and in her impatience and in her forgetfulness she caused her husband to commit adultery yep yep in abraham's forgetfulness and impatience he commits adultery yep to ha- to get what he wanted yep uh, oftentimes we will sin to get what we want yeah we will, we will sin to get what we prayed for <laughs> Ooh, we will sin on. to get what we prayed for because we don't want to wait for God. That's exactly what they did. That's what they did. Exactly but, what they but, did. But listen, 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 listen. In in chapter sixteen, mm-hmm. woo, he done threw his hat. In chapter sixteen, you know what God did? You know what his response was. He showed grace and reminded him of the covenant that he made covenant. with Abraham. Yep. He didn't condemn Abraham. He didn't say you're not un- you're unfit for the kingdom. You're unfit for ministry. Sit down. You can't. Mm-hmm. He didn't do none of that. Mm-hmm. He, if you look at sixteen, he reminded his brother mm-hmm. of the promise and the covenant that he made with him, and said, Abraham, I'm, I, I got a covenant with you. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a new name. You're no longer gonna be Abram. You're gonna be Abraham. Sarah is no longer gonna be Sarah. She's gonna be Sarah. And I'm going to make you a, a father of many nations. Mm. He, he reminded him of the very thing that he of, forgot about. He forgot. We're so quick to because forget. Because God's faithfulness doesn't change despite our unfaithfulness. Mm. Correct. Right. God right. is faithful. Absolutely. We, we can't Amen. miss that. No. No. As unfaithful and as sinful as mm-hmm. Sarah and Abraham were. God did not switch up the script. No. No. He stayed faithful despite their sinfulness. My man committed adultery because he he forgot what God promised him. Yeah, they couldn't derail Mm. his plan. Oh, come on. They couldn't derail it. And, you know, we see that all throughout the pages of Scripture. I mean, Jonah couldn't derail the plan of God. Right. I mean, God got his way. I mean, look at Jacob. Jacob, Jacob couldn't derail. Jacob it. stole not only his brother's birthright, yeah. for a bowl his, of soup, bro. But his right. blessing. For a bowl of soup. Esau gave it up. Esau gave it up. Esau, Esau had gave to it be up. From Piggins. This Esau red gave it up. Pig, my man's bug was from Greenwood or something. My man yeah. sold his birthright for a bowl of soup just for some soup. We gonna get to it in this series, and, and, and we gonna get, we to, get it. to it. But not only did he take his birthright for a bowl of soup, my man stole. His blessing from his father, yeah. who who only gives out one, by the way. They only gave out one from the Old Testament. One blessing, bro. That's it. And that blessing was it. Yeah. And not only was it a blessing, it was, I'm blessing you. You're going to be the father of the, the nation, mm-hmm. talking about Israel, mm-hmm. and all of your brothers are going to be your servants. Mm. I want to say something. And he on... still got reassured that it was God's plan. Right. Jacob was savage. I want to say something on to absolutely, and, and, and this is crazy how this works, right? So I just told these guys before we started the podcast that Haley had sent me a song. Mm-hmm. It's crazy how this song ties into exactly what we're talking about. But um, so she sent me this song called "Forever Tied," and I love what this song says in regards to 
no matter what we do, uh-huh. that we can't be plucked from the hand of God, right? Mm. That we're forever tied to him, right? If you are in Christ and you believe in the gospel, so on and so forth, right? Born again. Mm. And I, lo- I want to read what it says here. In the battles I can never seem to conquer, you've gone before me and already won them all. In the aftermath of all the things that I've done, mm-hmm. you don't see me, but you see Jesus on the cross. My, my, my. Mm. There's no separating my heart from your presence. We are forever tied as one. There's nothing on heaven or on earth that can separate us from the love and grace and mercy Absolutely of the nothing. Father. Romans nothing. 8. Romans 8. And that is so beautiful <clears throat> because mm-hmm. we are wretched sinners. Mm-hmm. We are Barabbas Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah. Jesus came and was our penal substitutionary atonement and saved us from our sins. That though we didn't deserve it, come on, bro. And we can't be separated from Him. We come are forever on. tied to the Father, to Abba in heaven. We're forever tied to Him. Yeah, and once that is so beautiful. Abraham entered into covenant with God because of faith. And, you know, we've said it, Shatari said it, I said it, you said it, Mike said it, like we, God is faithful when we are not. And there's so many moments in our lives and in our grace journey where we fall in faith, where, where our faith is tempted or non-existent or just very, very, very small. Yeah. But Jesus said the faith of a mustard seed Come on. can move mountains. Mm. And I don't even think he was speaking figuratively there. Right. Come on, bro. Jesus said, if you literally say to that mountain, move from here to there, it'll move if you have the faith of a mustard seed. And so <clears throat> when when the writer of Hebrews is is going through Hebrews eleven with this what we call the Cooperstown, like the hall of, this is the like the Hall of Fame of faith, like all of these prophets and these people, these Old Testament saints, and he's what he is encouraging these these readers of in Hebrews who are suffering, who who are dealing with a lot of turmoil and trial and heartache and pain and suffering and persecution. He's he's encouraging them with perseverance. And he and he does that by reminding them of people who had gone before them. Mm-hmm. And Abraham is one of those people that was by faith that Abraham did this. It was by Moses. It was by faith that Moses did this. It was by faith that the prophets did this. It was by faith that Sarah did this. It was by faith that Elijah did this. On and on and on this goes that he says. And so there's way too many men in our culture who are not thinking in terms of legacy. They're not thinking in Ooh, terms of that's so good. the legacy that they leave behind. So good. Are you leaving behind a legacy of faith or not? That's good, bro. Are your are your kids gonna watch you age and grow and 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 all the things that you said were important to them when you were trying to raise them because you were in bondage to the the perception of how you were as a parent. We we handled that on the the godly parenting episode, but it wasn't so much about faith then as it was about well-behaved children. Right. Are you leaving behind a legacy of faith as they watch you age, as they watch you get older? Are they going to see that your faith is real the closer mm. you get to, to death? Are they going to see that, that you truly believe what you said you believe your entire life? as you reared your children and things like that or you know the people that you pour into and things like that and so abraham when you watch the course and the journey of his life his faith 
was ultimate. Mm. His faith was ultimate. He, at the end of the day, when we, when we, when we cash in all the chips and, we see, and all the cards are on the table, the New Testament calls him a man of faith. Mm. Paul called him a man of faith. Jesus called him a man of faith. We can't talk about Abraham without talking about John chapter 8. And I don't know when we're oh. going to close, but I got we, to read I, it. I got it in here. I got we, it in here. We, we got get some to time. We I got, got that time. in here. So Jesus in, in John chapter 8 verses, 50, in, in verses 39 through, through 47, he basically tells the Pharisees who have, been, mm-hmm. who have been trying to convince Jesus that Abraham is their father. And Jesus is like, he's not your father. Your father's the devil. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what Jesus told the most religious people in the world, the, the, the most ultra-conservative religious people in that time, he said, no, 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 Abraham's not your father. Your right. father's the devil. Your your mom's shagged the devil. You're the fa- He's your the father of shagged. lies. You're living a lie because you, you're all about religious, uh, you're being religious zealots, and, and, and you're all about law, and you're all about performance, and you have completely missed the point. Abraham did not miss the point. Ooh, say that again. Come on, bro. Abraham didn't miss the point because mm. Abraham ultimately knew the point wasn't him. Right. God preached the gospel to Abraham. God. So, Ooh. Ooh. could you imagine? Dude, God. like <laughs> 10 years ago, he was worshiping, he was sitting, drinking green tea, doing yoga, worshiping the moon. Worshiping and the God moon. spoke to him and preached the gospel to him. And so, Jesus. So, so he's talking to the Pharisees, and, and in verse 48, the Jews answered him, Are we not right in saying that you are a Samaritan and have a demon? So they went after Jesus. They attacked Jesus. So just so, just so you know, if you're standing for truth and you're standing for Jesus and you're standing for the gospel, you're going to be ridiculed. You're going to be mocked. You're going to be called names. That is nothing new. They called Jesus a demon-possessed Samaritan, and Jews hated Samaritans. Right. Um, and Jesus answered them. He didn't go off on them. He said, I do not have a demon, but I honor my father, and you dishonor me. Yet I do not seek my own glory. There is one who seeks it, and he is the judge. God is ultimately working for his glory. The father worked for his own glory in the life of his own son. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yep. Come on. Okay. Truly, truly, I say to you, if anyone keeps my word, he will never see death. And Jews said to him, now we know you have a demon, exclamation point. Abraham died, as did the prophets. Yet you say, if anyone keeps my word, he will never taste death. Are you greater than our father Abraham who died and the prophets who died? Who do you make yourself out to be? They said, they asked Jesus that. Like, who the freak do you think you are? Come on. Jesus answered them. If I glorify myself, my glory is nothing. It is my Father who glorifies me, of whom you say he is our God. But you have not known him. I know him. If I were to say that I do not know him, I would be a liar like you. But I do, not, but I do know him, and I keep his word. Your father Abraham rejoiced that he would see my day. He saw it. 
and was glad. So the Jews said to him, You are not yet fifty years old, and you and and have you seen Abraham? And Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. So they picked up stones to throw at him, but Jesus hid himself and went out of the temple. Come on, bro. And oh, it's crazy because Jesus is talking. He says, truly, truly. I'm just saying. Well, you Je better listen. listen. Je Jesus <laughs> is literally talking to the Jews about their lineage. Yeah. And he's like, bro, your lineage, your lineage was waiting on me. That, yeah. The, the lineage was, <laughs> lineage waiting, was on waiting on me. <laughs> yeah. Before the Abraham, one, I was. That's crazy. I am the father of one. He had already talked to them about that. He later talked to them about that in John chapter 12 as well. Yeah, faith he had yeah. was in me, bro. Like, so they were so religious and so they were so zealous for religious do-goodness and law that they completely missed the spirit of the law. And they missed the entire point of the story of Abraham. But Abraham got it. Abraham got it. He knew it wasn't about him. He knew it was about something so much bigger than him. Yep. Like I believe that what Jesus I believe what Jesus said I believe that When Jesus told the parable recorded in Luke I think it's in chapter 14 About the rich man and Lazarus right. What did he refer to as heaven? Abraham's bosom mm. Right? Come on So we know Abraham was a man of faith We know that when he died He went to be with the Lord He knew that God was going to send, and, and, and Paul hashes this out in Galatians, talking about the offspring, not offsprings of Abraham, but the offspring, which is ultimately Jesus. Right. That is how God was going to bless the nations, was yep. through the offspring and the lineage of Abraham, which would ultimately be the Son of God, Jesus. the incarnate Son of God. And you cannot talk about Abraham without talking about Jesus. And, right. and, and something that I thought was just dope to me is that, you know, a lot of times you hear the narrative that we hear in the world is that the God of the New Testament is different from the God of the Old Testament. Which is not Ooh. true. So yeah, the got, God of the Old I, Testament is, is wrath. Is not the God true. of the New Testament is love I got peace. some receipts that I, that I want to provide. Yeah, there's here. some wrath in the New Testament. It's called Golgotha. So, <laughs> well, so well, what's cool to me is that if you got, do you guys remember, I believe it was in the Gospel of John where Jesus is talking to the woman at the well. Mm -hmm. Come on. John you know, chapter 4. Yeah. John chapter 4, right? She sinned. She's, she's committed adultery a couple of times. She said, "You've had many husbands." Yeah. He, she hears the gospel. She's in, she's encountered with the Savior. Mm -hmm. Jesus tells her, "Go and sin no more." Mm -hmm. Right? She's forgiven. In Genesis seventeen, right after chapter seven, sixteen, where Abraham and Sarah forgot, where they forgot the promise and committed adultery and sin, they forgot what God had promised them. Listen to what God told, tells Abraham in mm. chapter 17. Well, connect to some dots, boy. I love I to do some work. I want to do some hermeneutical work here. So God tells Abraham, when Abraham was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, I am God Almighty. Listen to this. Walk before me and be blameless. Mm -hmm. That I may make a covenant between me and you. Yeah. And may multiply you greatly. Yeah. So there's a correlation there. Jesus tells the woman at the well, yeah. go and sin no more. Yep. Right after he sin Abraham sinned greatly, God's like, go be go and be blameless. Yeah. You're in me. Go, go sin, sin no, no more. more. Yeah. You're in me. <laughs> yeah. I just thought that was so beautiful when I yeah. saw that. Yeah. Yeah. Grace doesn't give us a free ticket to continue to sin and it be doesn't, faithless right? at all. It the doesn't. True grace no. transforms us and 
and, and creates in us a desire to honor and glorify the, the, the Father who saved us in His Son, Jesus Christ. And we see that in the life of Abraham, and we see it all throughout the pages of, of Scripture in both the Old and the New Testament. Yeah, so. and, 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 you know, before we close out, I got a couple of practical points I want to give our listeners here. And I jot it down. If God can forgive and use Abraham, he can forgive and use you. 100%. If you failed your test, God can use it for your testimony. Mm-hmm. Come on. If you've made a real mess of your life, God can make it into a redemptive message. If you've lived by sight, God can open up your eyes to live by faith. Ooh, I want to run that back because I need Come y'all on. to hear me. If you've lived by sight, God can open up your eyes to live by faith. Amen. If you've made some bad financial decisions, God can still bless you. If God can save this marriage, Abraham and Sarah, God can save your marriage. Ooh. Ooh. Come on. Let that marinate for a little bit. Yep. If God can rescue this family, God can rescue your family. Amen. Mm. Yep. Amen. If you have gone south, God will help you turn around and go north. Mm. Yep. And then lastly, if your life gets awful, God will meet you at the altar. Woo! Amen. God meets us where we are. I love that. Ooh, come on. That that's what I was gathering yeah, as I was sure. reading this story, yeah. man. Mm-hmm. Like the, 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 when we look at lessons from the life of Abraham and Sarah, we see the goodness of God. Mm-hmm. We yeah. see grace. We yeah. see redemption. We see yeah. mercy. See a whole lot of wrath in that story. This is this idea that right. you know Old Testament wrath, New Testament grace. It's, it's just nonsense. It's all about how you read it. Just just read it. I mean, you I mean read just it. read it. There's wrath and grace, like. Throughout the entire throughout the entirety of scriptures, and and God is rightful to be wrathful. Have you read? God Revelation? is rightful to be <laughs> wrathful. Come on, dog. Yeah, he Come is on. rightful to be wrathful because we've committed cosmic treason against him. Mm, Spro. So, you know, we're grateful that uh, at, at the cross at Golgotha, grace and, and mercy kissed, justice and mercy kissed there at the cross, and. That, that God carried out his justice and his wrath as Jesus became our propitiation on the cross, um, absorbing the wrath of God on our behalf so that regardless of how faithless I am at times and how often I completely mess up his plans and, and try to press the accelerator on his plans and and put his plan and his time in a microwave and, and, and all the different things that we do, just like Abraham did. He continues to deal with me as a gracious father because he sees me as a son because of his son, Jesus Christ. And we cannot get over that. Come on, bro. And you, you know what I got to ask? I don't care who answered it, one of y'all. As we close up, when we think about the life of Abraham and Sarah, Where's the gospel in all of this? We'll Take see, us there. Well, we see where um, Hebrews tells us <laughs> that God preached the gospel to Abraham. Uh-huh. Ooh. So the the scriptures have always been about the gospel. We see it in Genesis. <laughs> we see it in Genesis 3, the Proto-Evangelion, the first gospel, the promise of the Messiah there. Um, 
so the gospel is present in the life of Abraham. Jesus reaffirmed it. Paul reaffirmed it. God didn't choose Abraham because he was righteous and good. Come on, bro. God chose Abraham when he was a depraved child of wrath. My, my, my. Because that's what Ephesians calls him. Yep. And God used him greatly. Mm. But God does not, and God may enter into covenant with you. And God, if if God, if you are born again, and we've used that word a lot tonight, if if you are born again and you're a Christian, God chose you. Come on, bro. That should be enough. You better preach Ooh, that. Come on. Yep. That that Ooh. should be enough. Thank you, Lord. To be a life Thank you, Lord. altering fact. My, my, my. That the God of the universe chose to show you favor. Yep. Wow. And that should be that should radically change your heart to where you want to live for him. Because you exist for his glory, not your own. Wow. And even Jesus modeled that for us. He was our Christus Victor, but he was also our our Christus Exemplar. He was Christ our example. And he modeled the glory of the Father that God was going to ultimately get his glory in his son Jesus, whom he sent, that would ultimately come through suffering. Mm. Wow. Come on. It would come through suffering. And we have to be like Paul and say, I want to know Jesus in his sufferings. We I want to know I want to know Jesus in, in a life of discomfort and heartache and pain and suffering. So come on, bro. So that ultimately God's glory will be seen in it. So God's glory will be seen in it. So God preached the gospel to Abraham. He made a promise and and it and it produced in Abraham faithful obedience, and God will not bless disobedience. My 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 my. He doesn't bless mm. disobedience. Thank you, Jesus. So if you're Amen. if you're wondering where the blessings of God are, look in the mirror and check your heart. Ooh, yeah. come on. Because wow. it may be that God is withholding his blessing Whoa. from you because you are being radically disobedient to him. You've prayed a confessional prayer, but but that prayer meant nothing to you, and you're living the rest of your life for the glory of self and not the glory of the Father, who you claim saved you. He right. just stepped on all ten of my toes. Oh, all ten of my toes. So don't if you're looking for the blessing of God, look in the mirror and check your heart. I need. I needed to hear that. Thank you for that. Um, just you. be obedient. That's that's what that's what God asks of us once He saves us. Just be radically obedient. I mean, Elijah. We, we're going to talk about him. I'm sure in this series, James calls him an ordinary human being. He was just a dude. Yep. He was just a man that was what just yeah. into what the obedient. Nature like Come, on. Come on. We don't need to elevate. Abraham and Noah and Moses and Jacob and Isaac and 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 any of the prophets Jonah and and Elijah we don't need to elevate them and give them fictitional status as if they're not real they're real people that God used but God used them because they were obedient right because faith always leads to obedience praise god if i truly trust god and i truly have faith in him it will be seen in my obedience to him wow 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 right my my yeah man that was an that was an awesome podcast episode and um in my closing here just before i close i do want to say that man when we look at 
the life and ministry of, of Abraham. You, you, we see the gospel throughout it, and we see countless acts of God's mercy and grace towards us and love and kindness towards us. The one thing that, or another thing that I want you guys to take away from that, just know that the God in this story knows you by name as well. Oh, it's so good, Devin. Thank you for that. that. Come on, on, bro. It's so good. This that's very personable. That everything that he did in in Abraham and Sarah's life, and everything that he fixed, he can fix in yours, just like Shatorio was saying. And he knows you by name. Mm-hmm. He chose mm-hmm. you specifically, you to be part of his elect mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. to be a son or daughter. And give you the ability to call him Abba. Mm-hmm. So let me say, and obviously we talked Amen. about some of the faithless times of Abraham and Sarah in this, and and God continued to work to ultimately bring about His good purpose. But there was a lot of faithful obedience there. So their their lives were marked by obedience. Their their lives were marked by faith and obedience, and faith always leads to that. That's that's what the writer of Hebrews was talking about. Like that the the faith that 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 led some of the prophets to be sown in two and thrown into lions dens and mocked and burned and 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 on and on and on this goes. I mean, some of them escaped death and some of them did not. But ultimately, God's glory was seen in all of it. But all of that happened because. Their faith in God led to their obedience to Him. Mm. Their their faith, they didn't always get it right. We're humans. We're going to fall. We're going to stumble. We're going to trip. We're going to make mistakes. We're going to have moments of, of weak faith. But is our, li- is our lives marked by faithful obedience? Right. And Come that's on. what I mean by that in terms of if you're, if you're wondering where the blessings of God are, uh, to check your heart and look in the mirror, what, are you being faithful right. and obedient in God's call because God's call into salvation is necessarily a call unto service and discipleship and Abram modeled that for us Mm -hmm. by simply doing exactly what God told him to do to get up and and move to take his son up on the mountain to do Mm -hmm. he he, he did the things that God told him to do not always perfect not perfectly uh, and, and not always right but he did what God asked him to do Right. Mm. And to quote Rocky, it's not about how many times you fall or get knocked down. It's about how how you get back up. You're back up. (laughs) Keep fighting. (laughs) Yo, Adrian. Not about how how hard you can hit. It's about how how hard you can get hit and get back up. Right. Champ is here. Let's do it. Yeah, but that was a great podcast, man. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you gained something from this podcast. As always, man, it's always a great time to be in fellowship with these brothers. And to hang out with them and just share the gospel and just to share scripture with you guys. Um, We love it. Next week, we will be talking about Isaac. So stay in tune for that. We're excited about that one, too. We're going to have receipts. and We're ready, man. It's going to be awesome. If you guys don't know, you can check us out on all social media platforms. Come by, say hey, say what's up. We have gotten some um, some awesome episode requests that we're we're trying to get done too. So we're excited about that. Thank you guys so much for all that you do for us. We couldn't do this without you, and we wouldn't do this if it wasn't for you. So thank you guys so much, man, for everything that y'all do. And as always, keep drinking bourbon, keep smoking cigars, and ultimately keep reading your Bible. And everything we talk about be buried in the truth. Yeah. Everywhere we move, and everything we talk about be buried in the truth. Yeah.